You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production. Enhancing your Philly sports experience. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Birds Banter Podcast. This is your host, Matt Loopy. I have two Dallas Cowboy fans. Uh, they're with the Dallas Cowboys podcast called Dallas Powerhouse, Joe and David. How are you guys doing today? Man, so far, so good. You know, just living another day here in the life of Dallas, Texas. And I, w- I want to spe- I want to <laughs> specify about fans. We're realists. We're Cowboy realists because <laughs> we're not as blind as everybody else, but we do love the Cowboys, so can't deny that. Yeah, I appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, it's definitely a huge week. You know, everybody in Philly calls it Dallas Week. It's a huge rivalry. It's been around for a long time now. And the Eagles are going to take on the Cowboys at home Sunday at 425 p.m. Again, that's at Lincoln Financial Field. And there's a lot at stake uh, in this game, as you guys know. The Eagles and Cowboys have been back and forth all season so far. Haven't really lived up to expectations at all. Everybody thought that they'd be these two powerhouses in the NFC trying to battle out for um, a top seed in this week going forward. But right now they're fighting for the division. They're both um, <laughs> underperforming to say the least. And just the ramifications of this game, if Dallas wins, they're in. Um, that's all said and done. Um, if the Eagles win, they need to win week 17 or they can lose week 17 if the Cowboys lose as well. So um, really the, it's in the Cowboys favor. If they win, it's over with um, all this back and forth is finally over but if the Eagles win, it's still a little bit tricky. So um, there's definitely a lot going on. Both teams definitely understand the ramifications. But to both of you, to start things off, in your unbiased opinion, who do you think wins this game and wins this division? All right. Honestly, for me, I, I think it's going to be a toss-up because, like you said, both both teams are just completely underperforming. They're trash. <laughs> Nobody has <laughs> gone out and actually shown they want to win this division. I mean, we want this to become a mockery of a division. But hopefully – and and this is very hard for me to very sound unbiased, but I think Dallas is going to pull it out in, in a close game only because Philadelphia has tons of injuries at the moment. You know, guys like Alshon Jeffrey aren't playing at the moment. Deshaun Jackson has been had that lingering injury all season long. Nelson Aguilar really hasn't been playing up to par. And, I mean, you guys are just taking hits left to right, including y'all's right tackle that just got that big contract, Lane Johnson. Mm-hmm. So one way, I think that the health issue is going to become one of the biggest keys in going into this game. Yeah, and I mean, I, I, you know, I can't disagree with that. It's gonna be a really close game. But you know, I was, you know, on our show, the Dallas Power Hour, you know, we were talking about it as well. And I wouldn't be surprised if any of the following happened. I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas went out and blew Philly out. I wouldn't be surprised if Philly came out and blew us out. I wouldn't be surprised if we lost in a close game. I wouldn't be surprised if we win in a close game because that's how the division goes. I mean, like you say, we're we were expecting to be twelve and four, and then you know it could it could have been like two ten win teams fighting it out for a top two or three seed. You never you you really never know with the division. It's been fifteen years since the back to back division winner, which was y'all. You know y'all had McNabb mm-hmm. back then. I'm so glad y'all don't have McNabb no more. You know what I mean? <laughs> or Andy <laughs> Reid for that matter. Honestly, I'm telling. Hey, oh my goodness, he's a great coach, but. 
that's another I'm gonna touch base about Doug Peterson. I love Doug Peterson. I hate the Eagles, but I love Doug Peterson. Anyways, but this game is gonna have everything. It's it, it's like it's like a really good or really bad moving leading up, and here's the climax of the entire season for both teams. This could be the climax. This is it because after this, do we really think they're really gonna make any noise in the playoffs? No, that that's where things start to get sketchy. Do you think the Eagles could actually do something, Matt? Um, yeah, I mean it's. <laughs> It's tough because um, personally, I, I can hear um, both sides of the story, either Eagles or Cowboys going into this game because really it's been underperforming for both teams. And going into this game, um, everything's on the line. So both teams are going to give it their all. And honestly, it's going to come down to the end. I could I could definitely see your point as it could go as a blowout or a close game. But I think it's going to come down to the last drive just because they're both going to fight. Um, to the end because they know if it's it's winner go home in this situation yep. and um, I mean personally in an unbiased opinion um, I think the Eagles do have a little bit of an edge in this game just because they're coming off of two very good wins I understand that it's against the Giants and the Redskins but um, Carson Wentz had two back-to-back game-winning drives something that he's really not been known for in his career yet so he's gaining that confidence I understand there's been a ton of injuries on the offense and de- defensive side of the ball but Wentz is now hitting his stride and playing really well with his offense that he has with dealing with um, players that weren't even on the team week one and um, now he's playing well and home field advantage is definitely huge but also the coaching experience as well Doug Peterson has been in the playoffs the past two years they won a the Super Bowl in 2017 2018 beat the Bears end up losing the second round but Hey, he has that experience, and I think if they get in, um, either team, it's a whole new season. I understand they can get in um, being 8-8, eight and eight, as crazy as it sounds. Either yes. team can be 8-8 eight and eight, get in the playoffs, but once you get in, you're, you're 0-0, and we you're can... just trying to win three games, four games, whatever it may be. Exactly. We could do what the Giants did, either one of these teams. And, man, that, that's one. That's a great point. Doug Peterson has way more experience in the playoffs. Jason Garrett, as much as we dislike the man, it, he's a decent regular season coach. I mean, mm-hmm. he's a good coacher coach. He's a great walk-around coach. Hey, he's a good – not, not even a rah-rah guy. He keeps his, this team level-headed. But the difference between this, these two teams is the coaching. I mean, these teams kind of balance out in the end because this, I mean, no offense, but the Dallas Cowboys have a more talented roster than the Philadelphia Eagles. And and see, the coaching is really what levels it back out because the Eagles coaching staff is superior to the Dallas coaching staff. I mean, we have a first-year offensive coordinator in Kellen Moore who was literally in a uniform, what, last season, RDA? uh, Yeah, I think two seasons ago, actually. A couple of seasons ago. I mean, nonetheless, he was a backup quarterback. And, you know, we have Chris Richard from the Seahawks, you know, know, former defensive, you know, defensive backs coach. And so this defense has underperformed for us. With all the talent on this team, this offense has struggled at times. The run game doesn't get going, and this offense kind of sputters, and it's – it's like a slow-moving train that once it gets going, it gets going. But by the time it does get going, it's too late in the games. You know, you're already far behind. This game's already out of reach, or you just can't go, get going at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, we came off three straight weeks against the uh, Patriots, the Bills, and the Bears, where, I mean, it just didn't look like the Dallas Cowboys at all that we know, that we expected. But you have all this talent. You look at 
you look everywhere around and you're like, hey, what's going on? What's going on? And is it some of the coaching? Is it a message that's not getting to this team? But the way Doug Peterson from outside looking in, it seems that Doug Peterson can rally his troops around whatever works. You you said you didn't have you have receivers that weren't on the team in week one. I'm, I mean, you have the second round rookie. Uh, I don't even know how to say his name. The uh, JJ or Whiteside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that Whiteside dude. See? Yeah. I mean, good receiver. He's the only one. Good, I mean, he, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then you have Matt Collins. I'm pretty sure he wasn't even he, on the team in the beginning of the season. No, he was, but now he's on the Dolphins. I mean, their top four guys that they started the season with are all gone. Now they have um, Ortega Whiteside, who is their fifth option, and then their two other receivers, Greg Ward and Robert Davis, were Greg brought up from the pra- Greg practice Ward squad. Jr. I love yep. that guy, actually. Yep. From Tyler, Texas, so a fellow Texan of ours going yeah. out there and playing for Philadelphia, doing some things. So I, over the last two games, I mean, he does. He's had pretty good stats. He has 11 mm-hmm. catches for 95 yards and a touchdown. So he's definitely been a come-up guy, starting to click with Carson Wentz. And I think he's going to be one of the sneakier guys that actually has a pretty big game heading into this Cowboys game. Nobody's really going to be focused on him, uh, considering that you guys have Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard, who constantly mm-hmm. just rip up the Dallas Cowboys defense. And I can honestly see Greg Ward escaping with two touchdowns in this game. Yeah, I mean, um, Doug Peterson was talking to one of the Eagles uh, reporters after one of the games last week, and he was just saying that although they only have three wide receivers, he treats the offense like they have nine. You know, he factors in the three tight ends and the three running backs, and he's trying to use every single weapon possible. On paper, it looks like the Eagles' offense is so thin. I mean, they can't really do much, but Doug Peterson is so creative. I mean, you talked about... Um, the coaching experience in Philly. And I think just his creativity, you didn't really see it early in the season, but now when he's forced to be creative, um, he admitted that early in the season when he had so many options to deal with, with Deshaun Jackson, Alshon Jeffrey, a whole array mm-hmm. of weapons, he could only go through the game with, you know, three personnel groups. Now he has to choose from seven. He's putting three tight ends on the field, maybe two running backs, two tight ends, stuff that he's never had to do before. But now he's trying to look at every single play as, all right, these are, this is what I have to deal with. How can I get the best matchup possible? And I think this is bringing out the best Doug Peterson that we've seen um, this entire season because he's forced to do it. Um, I don't know if he's going to be able to be super creative against a better defense because um, he kind of struggled getting off to a fast start against the Redskins and the Giants in the past two weeks. But now against a pretty good Cowboys defensive line and linebacker group, it's going to be tough to try to get it out quickly to the tight ends and running backs like they had success with back the past two weeks. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Our tackling sucks. I mean, no, nobody can tackle on this yeah, team. Right. I mean, At this point, I'm, I'm considering trying out for the team myself. I'm honestly. The, before the Rams game, I think it was against the Bears, we had like 18 missed tackles. 18. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm telling you, that's like three players combined total tackles at the end of the game, but it's like – I mean, there's too many missed tackles on the defense, and that comes from, I mean, tight ends. Tight ends tear up this defense. Tyler Higby had 111 yards last last week, you know, on 12 catches with the Rams, and that's what scares us the most because everybody knows the names: Jalen Smith, Sean Lee, and then Leighton Vanderish. Leighton Vanderish, mm-hmm. Sean Lee, both banged up. Um, uh, one of our young guys, Luke Giffords, on IR. So Jalen Smiths are really only healthy. A linebacker right now and he can't do it all he's we expected him to you know step it up a notch we expected him to take it to a pro bowl level but it just hasn't happened yet maybe we're expecting too much of him or maybe 
happy. It just hasn't happened yet. But the, the biggest flaw in the defense is the inability to cover and defend tight ends to his best ability. And, you know, in the past, we've had Byron Jones, our, you know, our top corner right now. He was at safety before uh, this past season, last season. Um, Chris Richard moved him to cornerback from safety. And, you know, he was on tight ends most of the time. You know, he, he would shadow guys like Ertz, Gronk. He would shadow Ertz. Uh, tight ends really and he was really good he's really good and he's became he's became a top 10 cornerback in the league really i mean defending the pass no his interceptions and his turnovers are not there but he's a great cover corner and his name won't get called a lot his name will not get called a lot so that i mean that's a good thing you want to see out of a defensive back but you know as as a defensive line goes as the linebacking core goes the defensive line has been better as of late his linebacking core can be better, but that and that that's that's a wild card of the defense. The secondary, we know what we have. It's an average secondary, but I mean we feel decent about the matchups coming up. And so I think what we need to do with the matchups is, you know, focus Byron Jones covering Zachers and then let Goddard, I mean, work on everybody else, let everybody else work on Goddard and y'all have Miles Sanders, man. It's mm-hmm. a dual threat running back and it's kind of scary. He reminds me of Tarek Cohen, you know, uh Giovanni Bernard back with the Bengals when he was pretty decent before Joe Mixon went into town. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's really good and he's young and you don't have a ton of tape on him. He's a rookie, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he is. He's uh, first year out of Penn State. And I think what you're saying right now, like putting Byron Jones on Zach Ertz, that's exactly what Doug Peterson is trying to get out of this offense right now, trying to get all the attention to one side. Okay, they're going to try to take away Zach Ertz with their best defender. Now let's run. Uh, Miles Sanders and Greg Ward completely on the other side of the field and try to get right. a matchup that we like. I I'm think so that's jealous. what it's gonna. Co- <laughs> that's what it's gonna come down to. <laughs> I'm so jealous. Um, God, I'm a smart coach. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I don't mean to cut you off, but no, I have go a for it. I have a trade proposition for you right now. I will okay. give you Jason Garrett a first round pick and a box of cookies for Doug Peterson. <laughs> Never. Right now, I will. Fresh I, I'll cookies. even. I'll personally fly to Philadelphia and buy you Philly cheese to give you. Give me Doug Peterson today. <laughs> <laughs> I can't take away but, that Super Bowl winning coach. I, I, I'm telling you, and, and you got to think it's like with this talent on the Cowboys team, and then with the talent on the Eagles. Like you said, he went from running three—I mean, three sets on offense—to running seven. Now that he's forced mm-hmm. to, and this team, it, you know, with Dallas, you know, they have so many weapons. They have a number one receiver. They have a great number two slash number one receiver in our, you know, third year uh, wide receiver, Michael Gallup, or is he second year RDA? It's second. Man, I, I suck on years. But That's my, all right. Michael Gallup, I mean, he's a really good receiver. And then you obviously have the vet and Randall Cobb in the slot, Zeke Kelly, and our rookie, Tony Pollard. <clears throat> we have so many weapons. But mm-hmm. it doesn't seem as it's as consistent as we want to be. And so with Doug Peterson, I am jealous. I am super jealous of you and that great coach you have up there. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely an advantage. You have more confidence <clears throat> late in the season with games like this when – it's going to come down to uh, coaching and your scheming and everything to try to get off to a good start, but also end the game well. And um, that leads us great to a next topic. Um, so obviously you guys are going to be rooting for the Cowboys in the game. I'm going to be rooting for the Eagles uh, to oh, yeah. the end. But what is one key to victory for your team to pull out a win and try to get into these playoffs? For the Dallas Cowboys, it, it honestly starts with Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, obviously Dak Prescott has that small injury to his hand, and he said he'll be good to go. But I think if you're able to get Ezekiel, yeah, they go. And the fact that he got his contract and he's been playing pretty decent as of lately, you know, back to his standard where he's normally thought of as a top three running back. If if he doesn't get going, though, and that running game goes away, this team tends to struggle because if Ezekiel doesn't get rolling for some reason, Kellen Moore, 
And this offense just seems to keep wanting to pound the ball, even if it's not working. And that's when everything starts going downhill. Once that happens, Amari Cooper will be easier to take out of the game. Michael Gallup, as much as I like him, he's a guy, he's a flip, you know, he's a flip of a coin. There's days where he has a great game where people may look at him as a number one. And there's days where you might think of trading him for a box of cookies with JC over here. <laughs> but honestly, Ezekiel Elliott, he, if he doesn't have at least 100 yards, I don't even think this Dallas Cowboys gets his W this week. Uh, man, disrupting the pocket for me. I mean, Robert Quinn is a veteran. He's getting paid what half of what Demarcus Lawrence on you know on our defenses, and it really we really have struggled to create turnovers. And I think we we have to make Carson Wentz beat us. We have to make him beat us, but we can't make it easy. If we if we drop back cover two, cover three, don't blitz or anything, it, he'll tear us apart. Carson Wentz is a great talent, and no, no, nobody's denying that. Oh, but back back to Max's point on that. I mean, he did have those great drives these last couple of games. I mean, he took he took the Giants yeah. into oh. T and they came out and gave them the W in the end. He did, and then as well as against the Redskins. I mean, that was a phenomenal game that you he wanna, put together the last wanna, half of the game, the last half, half of the fourth quarter. You want to join Matt on his podcast? I'm doing <laughs> this show solo. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I'm just saying, look, buy Carson, my ticket. Let's go. I'll buy your ticket and ship you up. <laughs> Matt, you got a new co-host, man. I'm not right. taking out the. <laughs> um, no, but Carson Wentz, he's a good, good talent. But I mean, I was, I can't remember if it was against the Giants or the Redskins, man. He's rolling out. He's rolling to the left. He's looking downfield, and he had the he had the first down. I think it was against the Redskins. He had the first down, and it was like a three or four yard run that he could have made if he just kept the angle going to the sideline. But he didn't. He kind of bounced it back out, and he tried to throw the ball instead of getting it. You you kind of see that hesitation in him still. Mm -hmm. You disrupt the pocket. You got to force him out the pocket, and he he reminds me a little bit of Aaron Rodgers. If he's really on point, he he has a little bit of mobility enough to make you hurt. He really does. But if you disrupt the pocket, if you if you make him get rid of the ball to the inexperienced receivers, you have a chance to create turnovers, and that's the key right there. You have to stop the Eagles' best weapon, and in my in my opinion, Carson Wentz is y'all's best weapon. Yeah, I mean, mine goes straight off of that because I think Eagles' key to victory is limiting turnovers. Carson Wentz, as good as I think he is, one thing that he really needs to improve on, especially this season and his rookie season was especially terrible. Um, is turning the football over by fumbling. This season, he has, um, I forget the number, but it's it's just shy of one fumble a game. He's not losing every single fumble, but he's fumbling the football a lot, and um, they're lucky enough to not lose every single one. But uh, he put the ball on the ground twice against the Redskins. They end up losing one, and that could be a mm -hmm. huge momentum shifter, and especially because the Eagles are probably going to be without Lane Johnson on the right side of the offensive line. Oh, yeah. And... Um, they're probably going to have to start Big V over there. And he does have a little bit of experience, but that's a tall task against the Cowboys defensive front. Um, I don't know if he's going to hold up every single play. And Carson Wentz, although um, he he wants to make everything happen himself. You know, that, that play was a perfect example because mm -hmm. in 2017, when Wentz was taking the league by storm, he was making it happen through the air and through on the ground. Um, where there was an opening, he would always take it, and he wouldn't even be afraid to not even slide down. He would try to take on a defender one-on-one, -on -one, drink oh, him yeah. out. But now he's always looking to pass first. I don't know if it's just because he has the injury history the past two seasons, um, if, he, if the coaching staff is telling him to play a little bit more conservative. Whatever it is, um, he needs to make sure that he's making the smart decision, decisions because 
there's always going to be pass rush coming in front of you, behind you, wherever it may be, if you're holding the ball for over three seconds. And if you're not throwing the ball out or trying to make it happen, it's going to come. And if you're not holding the ball tight, I mean, it's going to come on the ground. And if the Cowboys recover it and score a touchdown, I mean, you might be down one score, two scores, whatever it may be. And that's going to be tough to come back from. Um, so I think if the Eagles don't turn the ball over more than one time, uh, so on Sunday, I think they're in a pretty good situation to win the game just because Wentz is gaining confidence. But if they turn the ball over a good amount, it's it's going to be tough. Yeah, turnovers always end up making things a lot more difficult for any team. But like you said, you know, if, if Carson Wentz can hold the ball and just keep him in the game long enough, I think I said actually on our podcast that the Cowboys would win 27-21, but it would be on a, a, a game-winning try of a drive for Carson Wentz. Only because I think in the end, I'm, I don't. I think somehow Dallas will find a way to pull it out. Hopefully, but if, if Carson Wentz get, gets in that situation, it's hard to bet against him because we've seen him do it two weeks in a row now. And if he made it three against all three division opponents, nobody would be surprised. Yeah, I mean, he has three game-winning drives this season so far. I mean, we just seen two in back-to-back weeks, and I don't want to be number four. I really <laughs> don't. And so it's just one of those things. You, so last season he had under 100 yards for the entire season. Um, I think he played 11 games, and then this, in 2017 that year he had 300 yards, 299 yards. I mean, might as well 300 yards. And I mean, he only had nine fumbles this past two years, but this year he has 14. Like you said, 14. You know, 14 fumbles, lost seven. He lost half of them this mm-hmm. year. And so just holding on to the ball, and that's where the defense has struggled for us. I think we have six interceptions this year for this defense. I think that's the fewest in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's like we like it's like we won the game if we get an interception. It really is. We don't get very many turnovers through the air. We don't get very many turnovers on the ground. This defense has just been non-existent when it comes to turnovers. We we see the talent on this defense, and that's where it starts. Turnovers win games. Defense wins games. And this is where it needs to show up. So. On our side, Dak. I mean, he has a, he has a sprained shoulder. I mean, Tyron Smith, our our star Pro Bowl left tackle. We have three Pro Bowls on the front line. Oh, Fletcher Cox really really scares me. I mean, Travis Frederick, comeback player of the year, in my opinion. I mean, <clears throat> he, he really just came off the syndrome. You know, injury he didn't play at all last last year. Still think but, it's Jimmy Garoppolo, but all right. Ah, go be a, <laughs> just go somewhere else, in, man. Vote for everybody but the Cowboys, man. Uh. <laughs> Forgot where is that? Oh no, Dak Prescott. Same thing with Dak. You, I mean, Dak can do it. Dak is so underrated in the league, and now I mean, he's really taking on his first four thousand yard passing season. I think for us, if we get the scoring going early, the hardest part for the Cowboys against good teams, and the Eagles are a good team when they play against the Cowboys. It doesn't matter what week it is. It doesn't matter if you're a two and nine or a nine and two team. Whoever plays the Cowboys comes to play whether you're the Redskins Giants Eagles like who the division games are always the hardest no matter what you say against great teams this offense has struggled to move the ball so I mean y'all the front say the front seven is going to be what wins the games can mm-hmm. we get the run game going can we get it going but we need to be able to throw the ball we need to be able to throw the ball that's where I think the flash comes in <laughs> Dak needs to get going everybody needs to get going because if they don't get going early He's going to be a long game for the Cowboys. Yeah, definitely. You mentioned Dak Prescott's injury, so he does have that sprained AC joint, kind of a weird injury in the shoulder. But it's been limited this week in practice, but uh, the expectation is that he will play Sunday. I, I think he's going to 
make sure oh, yeah. that he steps on the field and tries to, you know, give everything <laughs> that he has. But um, there, there's been a debate ever since these two quarterbacks have been drafted in 2016. Wentz drafted in the first round, Dak in the fourth. And honestly, both quarterbacks had good rookie seasons, but Dak had the better season. Um, mm-hmm. Wentz took back over in year two. Mm-hmm. And then this season, um, both have shown pluses and minuses, but Dak has been a monster with passing yards. He had a few games with 400 yards, um, just tearing up in that in that matter. Wentz kind of turned on as of late. But this game, it seems like the debate is going to carry on for their entire careers, obviously. But mm-hmm. I think this oh, yeah. this game is a huge turning point in how people, uh, how unbiased minds are going to think about um, D- Dak Prescott and Carson Wentz. Do you think that the winner of this game is going to finally take the majority of the vote. Oh man, for one game, I mean, for it to come down to one game, I mean, that's going to be rough because again, this is where I, I probably might literally get kicked, kicked out of my own podcast. You're but, about to get kicked out of the podcast. <clears throat> I mean, we, we again, we this is a discussion we've had before, and oh, man, I swear it just feels like I really do belong with you, Matt. I'm probably going to fight you, <laughs> but uh, but honestly, for me, I think if you were to Freaky Friday these two quarterbacks and have them switch positions, this is where. I start taking a little bit of credit away from Dak, and I love him. I was a big fan of him before he was even drafted here. But if you were to give Carson Wentz, Amari Cooper, a top mm-hmm. 10 receiver, top 15, whatever you may want to call him, a top three running back in Ezekiel Elliott. And a great O-line. Three pro bowlers on the offensive line all the time. I mean, I think he could do much more damage than what Dak Prescott is doing. And if you were to flip the table for Dak Prescott, whereas if he had to play with guys like Greg Ward Jr., and if he had other receivers like Alshon Jeffrey going down and stuff like that, I honestly don't don't see him doing what Carson Wentz is doing. And that I think that's, for me, what separates these two guys is the ability, what Carson Wentz is showing with, I wouldn't say little talent, but not as much as what Dak Prescott has in Amari Cooper and Ezekiel Elliott. Also has a Hall of Fame-bound quarterback, uh, tight end with Jason Witten. So he has great pieces around him. And Dak Prescott is a very good um, indication of, you know, of showing that the team is building around him. But I think if Carson Wentz had those same amount of weapons on his side, I don't even think this would be a discussion, honestly. I'm about, I'm about to really buy that ticket for you to fill. Me. <laughs> they <laughs> have Philly cheesesteaks, so I'm on the way. Do got Philly cheesesteaks. Now, now, look, I love Dak. I, I respect Wentz. Respect. I respect the mess out of Wentz. But give... Jason Garrett and Doug Peterson a switch. I'm, I'm going to do the Freaky Friday switch on the coaches. Car- <clears throat> Doug Peterson would have multiple Super Bowls with this team. Jason Garrett wouldn't know what to do with Carson Wentz. Seriously. Um, this, this team is saving Jason Garrett's job. I think Dak and this offense is literally carrying Jason Garrett. I think Dak has great talent. I think his mobility and his his availability we talk about this this is, this is my boy rda saying the best ability is availability and that has not missed oh excuse me Dak has not missed a game in his career and that's the only thing that i would put over him with wins passing ability i'll give it to wins mobility i'll give it to Dak. so it's not the only thing but i mean really you go into the minds of these quarterbacks and they're pretty similar the only thing about carson wins he has a superman complex like you said he wants to do it all he feels like he has to do it all because his team, you know, is dwindled on the offensive side. It really has. But the the fact that y'all have Doug Peterson brings out the best in him. And that and that's 
that's what Jason Garrett fails to do with this team. He fails to bring out the best in your players. I don't think we've seen the best of Dak Prescott. I honestly don't. And that's why it's so hard for me to choose, you know, Wentz or Dak right now. And it's going to come down to more than just this game. At the end of their careers, they're going to finish it. They're going to finish their careers with their teams. Carson Wentz will retire at Eagle. Dak Prescott will retire Cowboy. But I think we won't have a true definite answer until the end of their careers because they are so evenly matched in, in different abilities that they possess. But I think if you put Doug Peterson on both of these, I'm, I'm saying Doug Peterson because I don't like Jason Garrett at all. Like, nothing. <laughs> I, I like him as, as far as I can throw him. Um, if you put Doug Peterson on both of these teams, I'm in love with Doug Peterson if you haven't realized it by now. But mm-hmm. if, you ha- if you put Doug Peterson on both of these teams, I mean, it, it would be so it would be so interesting to see what he could do with Dak Prescott in this team, in this offense. It would be so interesting to see because just the game plan, the scheming and everything like that. Jason Garrett has a vanilla scheme. I know what they're going to run. I could be the offensive coordinator. But right now, if you, if you put a gun on my head and say who's better, Dak or Wentz, I'm going to say Dak right now. I really am. And it's not me being a homer. It's being me, me being a realist because I know Dak's going to play all 16 games. I can't trust Carson Wentz play all 16 games. Yeah, I respect both of you for that, giving my uh, quarterback and coach some credit there. Um, personally, I think this game is huge for the debate. I think every single week um, for them going forward against each other is huge. But um, oh, yeah. just the ramifications of how each of their seasons have gone, you know, they're, like I said earlier in the podcast, they've both been underperforming. Carson Wentz and Dak were expected to do a lot this season. Oh, and yes. Although they've been showing a lot of promise uh they haven't really led their team to the victories that's what it comes down to when you look mm-hmm. five years from now back at the 2019 season and you see an eight nine win season you're like what happened there it doesn't matter if you had a 400 yard passing game you know in week eight or whatever it may be it matters how you finish the season um Definitely. so i think this game just because you know the playoffs are on the line um, both teams are underperforming. Wentz, Dak got into the playoffs himself. Wentz led his team in 2017 to the playoffs, but he couldn't finish the season. Um, you know, I think we can all agree that Wentz was the, the main reason from, that the Eagles got that number one seed but in the, the Super Bowl run. The boy, from Texas, the boy from Texas, Nick Foles, did it for you. You're welcome. <laughs> Another You're welcome. fellow yeah. Texas betraying us. <laughs> Carson set it up, but Nick definitely finished it. And then kind of the same situation in 2018, Wentz, you know, was having an okay season. And then Nick Foles took over from there. Um, I think this was definitely Wentz's season to break out and show that he can make it happen himself, play every game, and then start in the playoffs. Um, and now we don't even know if they can make the playoffs. It's kind of a tricky situation there. So oh, very much. I think just this game being a basically a play-in game for the playoffs it's going to be a playoff atmosphere. Um, the fans are going to be super loud, super energetic, and oh, yeah. making sure that you know Dallas is feeling the energy all throughout the game, no matter what's happening. Um, I think the better quarterback will win this game. There's a lot of factors that go into it, but just because I think it's going to be a shootout, um, at the end of the day, I think we're, we're not going to have a full answer to the debate after one week and four seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I think we can all agree at the end of the game for the for the meantime. Um, for the season. If we're going to say Dak or Carson. <clears throat> oh, yeah. No, like I said, for me, again, as much as I'm getting threads to get 
kicked off the show, and it has <laughs> to be threat. Carson Wentz at the moment. Every week you get a threat. <laughs> um. Okay. So all right. So say for, we'll we'll go both ways, but say if the Eagles get in or the Cowboys get in. Okay. So we have mm-hmm. five teams: the Seahawks, the Packers, the Saints, uh, 49ers. Well, can't can't put the Saints. Cannot put the Saints because the Saints already clinched the division. So we'll say this. The Seahawks, Packers, 49ers, or the Vikings. Now, you have to face one of these. We get the home game because we get the division. Go us. Mm. So, you get to choose out of any of those teams. You know, who would you want at home? San Fran, Green Bay, Seattle, or Minnesota? Who would you want at your house? I'm going to go with Seattle. Um, The Eagles play the Seahawks earlier in the year. They end up losing the game, but they held the Seahawks and Russell Wilson to 17 points. And that was in Philly, too. And getting that home field advantage, I think the Seahawks coming in for a rematch is going to be huge. Um, everybody's going to want to make sure that the Eagles get the win there. And I think they're going to, you know, um, they saw the Packers earlier in the season. They saw the Vikings earlier in the season. So they know kind of what they have to offer. But um, I think the Seahawks is the game that they want to have back. Um, Russell Wilson has had a fantastic year, but... I think the Eagles have been decent at limiting him, even in previous years. They haven't really gotten uh, many good wins against him, but it's not like he's having fantastic days against uh, the Eagles' defense. They kind of know how to limit him and know how to handle that Seattle offense. Um, I think that would be the best matchup for the Eagles to face just because uh, I think they match up well against them. The Packers, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is tough in the playoffs. The 49ers are an offensive powerhouse right now. And the Vikings, they have so many weapons that it's hard for the Eagles defense to cover. So that's why I'm going to have to go with Seattle. Uh, what about you guys? Who do you think would match up the best against the Cowboys and oh, Dallas? I have a perfect one for, for my center. I'm not sure about JC, but myself, I would honestly rather face the Vikings. I would love to face Kirk Cousins. This Dallas Cowboys mm-hmm. team has familiarity with Kirk Cousins from his days when he was with Washington. And this time around, it looks like the Vikings are having a banged-up Dalvin Cook, which actually hurt Dallas quite a bit. Adam Thielen looks to have been banged up also for them. So that's two very big players for that offense that has been actually very well for the past few weeks now. And if you take those two weapons out of that equation, I think Dallas finds a way to take out um, Stephon Diggs. And, well, as long as they limit Kyle Rudolph, they should be able to handle that. But... I mean, Dalvin Cook had a field day against Dallas last time. He had 97 yards on the ground with a touchdown and 86 through the air, whereas they were able to hold Stephon Diggs to less than 50 yards. And as long as they don't have Adam Thielen, that's a big plus for this team. And I think that's one game that Dallas can escape with a W and find a way to advance that division around. We almost won that game. <laughs> it, it came that we were like inside the 10-yard line, and it was just it, it was crazy. It was super close. We only lost by four points. We were inside the red zone. And so a touchdown needed to win it, but it just didn't get done. No dice. Nah, no dice. No, nah, but um, for me, I mean, anybody but the Packers. Anybody but the Packers. Aaron Rodgers has been our kryptonite over the past years. I don't uh, want to hear Aaron Rodgers' name. Man. You have heard Aaron Rodgers' name <laughs> too many times. Dak, uh, uh, I mean, we Dak beat Rodgers in the regular season, but we haven't beat him in the playoffs. Or at or at or, or at AT Stadium. Rogers is home when he's in Dallas. Rogers is at home up in Lambeau and here in Dallas. Yeah, Russell two w- houses. Russell Wilson, dual threat quarterbacks do wonders against this team. They, you know, they they're worried about so many weapons. You know, Seattle has Tyler Lockett, DJ Metcalf, 
and all those memes of how ripped he is, you know. And then the the team that I much rather face is San Fran. I, I would love San Fran. I would love like RDA said, Minnesota. I'll take Minnesota. Anybody but Seattle or Green Bay. But San Fran right now is the best bet. I think we could we could do better against San Fran. We haven't faced them. They don't know any of our really tendencies. They can go off the tape or whatever, but they personally have not played the Cowboys in a regular season like that. Minnesota, we played against earlier. I would love to play them without Dalvin Cook, but I think Thielen will be healthy, and I think Cook will be ready for the playoffs. Seattle and then Green Bay, obviously two MVP caliber quarterbacks. And then New Orleans, obviously. But, but give me San Fran in the playoffs. Bring him on. Bring him on in the dome. Yeah, the 49ers is a really interesting uh, team there because no one really expected them to do this well um, this season. Maybe their fans were hoping for it, but I don't think they're predicting (laughs) one of the best teams in the NFC. And, um, you know, they they have a lot of offensive pieces that they can pull together for a good win. I mean, we saw that huge game against the uh, Saints, sorry, um, a couple mm. weeks ago when they both put up 40 points. Um, but once you get into the playoffs, a lot of what goes into the game is your quarterback and your head coach. And Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan, I don't know if they're ready to make a Super Bowl run. Um, I definitely respect what they've done this year, but that's definitely an interesting team there because what scares me about them is because they can put a lot of points on the board on offense. But mm-hmm. at the same time, would they be able to do that um, either in Philly or Dallas um, and the wild card round of the playoffs? Um, I don't know. I haven't seen enough experience out of their players and coaches to make that bet and say, yeah, I'm scared to face them. That would definitely be second on my list. But nice. just because the way the Eagles have played the Seahawks previously, I would have to go to Seattle. I mean, that's a good matchup for Philly. I mean, Carson Wentz and... Russell Wilson are definitely one of the matchups that I know every any football fan will be more than happy to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, I mean, this game, Eagles-Cowboys is huge because um, most likely the winner is going to enter the playoffs. So um, let's hear a bold prediction and score prediction from each of you on Sunday night's game or Sunday afternoon's game. Mine's going to be kind of a, a two-piecer for this bold one. And again, uh, as much as I sound repetitive, I, I really might never come back to my podcast. Uh, today. today. I like this. <laughs> yeah, um, I can honestly see Dallas Goddard, who last time had a pretty good game against Dallas. He had 69 and a touchdown against Dallas. I have him scoring two touchdowns through the air, and I'm going to give uh, Miles Sanders two touchdowns on the ground. He's averaging over 100 total yards the last three games with a touchdown. So the kid's been on fire. and. Mm-hmm. Coming into Dallas against a, a speed running back like him, I don't see Dallas stopping him. So I see four touchdowns, two from Sanders, two from Goddard. Whose side are you on? Jeez. I'll tell you what. I almost started Dallas Goddard that year, that, that week, you know, on my fantasy football team. I was really needing a tight end. Should have. I should have, but I didn't. But, yeah, tight ends tear us up. Um, man, I'm going to go with the Miles Sanders run. I, I, I like it. He's, he's a dual threat that we're – Y'all's, you know, Lane Johnston is really beat up. I think um, Brendan Brooks is kind of beat up a little bit too on y'all's team. So we're going to get pressure. I'll tell you this much. We are going to get pressure on you. And I'm gonna, we're going to see a lot of screens. 
we will see a lot of screens. And screens have definitely killed this defense. So Miles Sanders, I think he does have eight receptions over 80 yards. He's gonna, I mean, he's going to have a big one that's going to be like, what in the world is this defense doing? You know, I think he's going to have that one play that's going to open everybody's eyes like, Jesus, we need to watch this dude. And then, obviously, he's going to open up the rest of the offense, obviously. But I still think we win. I think the Cowboys won by 10. I think it's like a 31 to 21 point, point game. I mean, uh, it's 31 to 21 win for the Cowboys. I think it, this offense jumps out early. I think we have to keep the pressure on the Eagles. If it if it becomes a shootout, honestly, I don't see the Eagles being able to keep up. I think this uh, Cowboys offense has all the makings of a playoff run, but we can't do it if we don't get to the playoffs. Simple mm-hmm. as that. We cannot do it if we get to the playoffs. We, we're going to be watching it from home. But, yeah, definitely. I mean, Miles Sanders is having quietly an amazing season. He's breaking records set by... Um, Deshaun Jackson and LaShawn McCoy that were set when they uh, first came to Philly and they're now yeah. regarded as Philly legends. So he's definitely on starting off the right foot there. But um, I mean, I think Dak is going to have a tough game against the Eagles. I think he's definitely going to you know score a lot of points and get his passing yards. He has his fair share of weapons on the offense. That's what scares me is if Ezekiel Elliott or Amari Cooper gets, go- gets rolling, uh, it's going to be tough to stop the offense. But I think the Eagles defense plays really well at home. It's a whole different story on the road and compared to being at home. I mm. think they're going to get a lot of pressure on Dak. I think he's going to get sacked three times and throw at least one interception. I, um, I believe it. Yeah. yeah that's about right. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I think just the past uh, games that I've seen out of Dak, I mean, the offense sometimes, sometimes works in his favor. He gets receivers, um, you know, wide open and they can just make it happen themselves and he can give them a good ball. But sometimes when he's under pressure, his decision making is a little bit questionable. So um, I think if the Eagles bring the pressure, um, he can turn the ball over at least one time. And I think the Eagles, I'm not predicting another Carson Wentz game winning touchdown drive, but I'm going to predict a defensive stand to win the game. I think they're going to win this game. 33 to 27. It's going to come down to the end. I think we all can agree on that. And it's oh, going yeah, to be close. Definitely. Um, definitely a one score game, in my opinion. Oh, but, yeah. Um, no, I, I don't see more than maybe six points. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Uh, it's if, And like I said earlier, I think it's going to come down to the quarterback play. Um, the defenses both have their own advantages and disadvantages. But what matters is who's putting the points on the board. I think each are going to do their fair share of that. And it's going to come down to the end. And I'm just predicting that the Eagles are going to get the their fair share of Dak Prescott all throughout the game, and they're going to make it happen when it counts late in the game and walk off the field with a victory. Yep. I mean, like I said, that that's definitely a possibility. I mean, like JC was saying earlier, this game can honestly go one of a billion different ways. And I, at the end of the day, it's one of the easily toughest rivalries inside the NFC East with these two teams just absolutely murdering each other every time they face each other. I guess. I mean, y'all both chose the Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, yeah. I, actually, I have Dallas winning the game. Did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did. 31-28 now, though. Uh, 31-28 now. Okay. All right. Well, okay. I got one more trade proposition for you. Okay. Right. Now, look. Now, what if I give you two first-round picks for Doug Peterson? I'm telling you. You can have Jason Garrett. I'll give, I'll give him to you for a fifth-round pick. <laughs> that but, that makes it less valuable throwing in Jason Garrett. <laughs> yeah, man. I wouldn't want Jason Garrett. <laughs> I think he'd be a good, good coach for the Browns, though. I, I, I trade someone just so that they can take him. Cheesy. Mm. <laughs> like you, 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 how bad do you want this player? You have to take Garrett that that much. That's how much we don't want him right now. <laughs> but I don't know. We'll see what happens. But man, that yeah, 
I guess it's gonna be it's gonna be a it's gonna be a heated game, ain't it? He's gonna yeah. see a fight. We're gonna see yeah. a fight. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and you can't underestimate the Philly intensity too. I mean, I'm sure you guys uh, heard your fair share about the fans and what they bring to the game, um, especially Batteries. at home. Uh, you know, <laughs> late <laughs> late in the season, but. Um, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be loud. And the defensive coordinator, Jim Schwartz, when he um, finished his press conference the other day, you know, he told reporters, you know, the entire team knows the ramifications of this game. They know it's a play in game for the playoffs. Obviously, there's some little details that have to follow after in week 17. But Mm -hmm. um, he said they're going to bring the energy. The fans are going to bring the energy. And he just walked off. So, I mean, Fans are hype uh, for this Eagles team. They think that they're going to come out firing, but I know the Cowboys are going to do the same thing. And, um, you know, it's it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough for both teams to – I think it's going to be tough to, you know, start off the game. The first quarter might be, be a little bit slow just because oh, oh yeah. they're going to know each other's tendencies, but it's going to come down to quarterback play and coaching, um, who's going to be more creative and make the more plays as the game goes on. Definitely not going to be Garrett. <laughs> Oh, yeah, so Matt, uh, yeah, go ahead. yeah, man, man, we appreciate you having us on, man. That's yeah. the burst banter, man. You do a good job over there uh, in Philly, the Philadelphia sports, man, sports nation. I can't even talk right now. <laughs> that sounds about right. You look nervous, anyway. <laughs> but man, yeah, thank, I appreciate yeah. you having us on. Appreciate you guys for coming on. It was a great discussion. Again, this is the Dallas Power Hour, um, Dallas Sports Nation, obviously. My fans listen to this, they probably don't have much interest. But That's um, right. if there's any Dallas fans coming to this podcast, you know, check out DallasSportsNation.com. They have content on every single Dallas sports team. Um, we do similar work, you know, we're working on Philadelphia, they're working on Dallas. Uh, we're in most major cities, so make sure to check them out. Uh, podcast articles, Twitter, whatever it may be. Um, so, you know, hope you guys enjoy the discussion today. It's a huge game like to thank you guys again for joining the podcast because this was definitely fun to have and definitely getting everyone excited for the game on Sunday. Oh, man, easily, man. Anytime, I mean, we're more than happy to hop on, man. We appreciate you having us on. Because we're there, because we care. Always. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe on your p- favorite platform so you never miss another episode of the Birds Banter Podcast. And I'll say this even though they don't like it. Go, Birds. <laughs> <laughs> Too big.